Chapter Twenty Six of Nessian Crimes and Punishments by Cesare Beccaria, translated by Edward Duncan in Graham. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Carolyn. Chapter Twenty Six of the Spirit of Family in States it is remarkable that many fatal acts of injustice have been authorized and approved even by the wisest and most experienced men in the freest republics this has been owing to their having considered the state rather as a society of families than of men let us suppose a nation composed of a hundred thousand men divided into twenty thousand families of five persons each including the head or master of the family its representative if it be an association of families there will be twenty thousand men and eighty thousand slaves or if it of men there will be a hundred thousand citizens and not one slave in the first case we behold a republic and twenty thousand little monarchies of which the heads are the sovereigns in the second the spirit of liberty will not only breathe in every public place of the city and in the assemblies of the nation but in private houses where men find the greatest part of their happiness or misery as laws and customs are always the effect of the habitual sentiments of the members of a republic if the society be an association of the heads of families the spirit of monarchy will gradually make its way into the republic itself and its effects will only be restrained by the opposite interests of each and not by a universal spirit of liberty and equality the private spirit of family is a spirit of minuteness and confined to little concerns public spirit on the contrary is influenced by general principles and from facts deduces general rules of utility to the greatest number in a republic of families the children remain under the authority of the father as long as he lives and are obliged to wait until his death for an existence dependent on the laws alone accustomed to kneel and tremble in their tender years when their natural sentiments were less restrained by that caution obtained by experience which is called moderation how should they resist those obstacles which vice always opposes to virtue in the languor and decline of age when the despair of reaping the fruits is alone sufficient to damp the vigour of their resolutions in a republic where every man is a citizen family subordination is not the effect of compulsion but of contract 
and the sons disengaged from the natural dependence which the weakness of infancy and the necessity of education required become free members of society but remain subject to the head of the family for their own advantage as in the great society in a republic of families the young people that is the most numerous and most useful part of the nation are at the discretion of their fathers in a republic of men they are attached to their parents by no other obligation than that sacred and inviolable one of mutual assistance and of gratitude for the benefits they have received a sentiment destroyed not so much by the wickedness of the human heart as by a mistaken subjection prescribed by the laws these contradictions between the laws of families and the fundamental laws of a state are the source of many others between public and private morality which produce a perpetual conflict in the mind domestic morality inspires submission and fear the other courage and liberty that instructs a man to confine his beneficence to a small number of persons not of his own choice this to extend it to all mankind that commands a continual sacrifice of himself to a vain idol called the good of the family which is often no real good to any one but those who compose it this teaches him to consider his own advantage without offending the laws or excites him to sacrifice himself for the good of his country by rewarding him beforehand with the fanaticism it inspires such contradictions are the reason that men neglect the pursuit of virtue which they can hardly distinguish amidst the obscurity and confusion of natural and moral objects how frequently are men upon a retrospection of their actions astonished to find themselves dishonest in proportion to the increase of society each member becomes a smaller part of the whole and the republican spirit diminishes in the same proportion if neglected by the laws political societies like the human body have their limits circumscribed which they cannot exceed without disturbing their economy it seems as if the greatness of a state ought to be inversely as the sensibility and activity of the individuals if on the contrary population and activity increase in the same proportion the laws will with difficulty prevent the crimes arising from the good they have produced an overgrown republic can only be saved from despotism by subdividing into a number of confederate republics but how is this practicable 
by a despotic dictator who with the courage of Scylla has as much genius for building up as that roman had for pulling down if he be an ambitious man his reward will be immortal glory if a philosopher the blessings of his fellow-citizens will sufficiently console him for the loss of authority though he should not be insensible to their ingratitude in proportion as the sentiments which unite us to the state grow weaker those which attach us to the objects which more immediately surround us grow stronger therefore in the most despotic government friendships are more durable and domestic virtues which are always of the lowest class are the most common or the only virtues existing hence it appears how confined have been the views of the greatest number of legislators End of chapter twenty six